the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. By the mouth of those who speak lies, they will be stopped. I don't know about you, but I look at that as the Word of God. Holy men of God were, were spoke as they were moved by the power of the Holy Spirit. New Testament talks about this is the Word of God given to us to edify and encourage us as well. And although we might not see it right now, although my enemy might be prevailing and yours, and it might be months or years, I do know there will be justice and judgment at the end. The wilderness prepares you for life. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the second and final part of this life-giving message from Pastor Shane titled, The Cure for Spiritual Drought. R.C. Sproul once said, No amount of Christian activity compensates for an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. There is nothing in this universe you need more desperately than Christ. Join us as Pastor Shane brings the truth of the gospel message clearly. Will you today listen to the call of Jesus and commit your life to His love today? You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. Many people, when they say, oh, I'm in love, they're not in love, they're in lust. Persistent programming, where you look is what you find. He said, thus, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. And I picture, can you, can you picture David? I, I can. I don't think he's like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just, that's what, it's like, God, I give you everything. It's expression. It's expression. This is David who used to kill people. He took a rag and a rock and slung it around and killed Goliath. He took out Philistines, this man of war. And he got so excited when the ark came back in that he leaped for joy. And his wife said, oh, David, why are you embarrassing yourself? I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul, my soul shall be... A, and for me, when I do it, it's not... And the reason I, I didn't do it for many years is I don't want to be showy. I don't want to be super spiritual. Actually, if you knew my heart, it's the opposite. I, I, I would just lay on that floor during worship and just God... Because there's just something when you feel the magnitude of God and the expression, there's what else is higher than this? Watch the Super Bowl. You'll be seeing a lot of this. No. Shirts off, face is painted, drunk as a skunk. Oh, they're excited. They're expressing, but they get to church, they're handcuffed. They're worshiping the wrong things. See, we all express something. 
David said, I lift up holy. Paul said, I lift up holy hands. I believe. All these verses come to me. Somebody said it. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and with fatness. That just means marrow is of the bones and fatness. It means, it means when, when a, we can't relate now, but back then, <clears throat> not a lot of people were plump. It was, you know, my dad used to call me lead britches, uh, oaky, right? Corn fed, growing up chubby. <laughs> it's a battle. It doesn't get easier as you get older. Some Pastor Abraham, somebody told Pastor Abraham the other day, Shane, looks like he's gaining, lifting weights. It's down here. It's not up here. But marrow and fatness. It's, it's, so like his soul is satisfied, just like the body would be satisfied with food. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Remember this. Worship is a lifestyle of blessing God. We are called to bless God. Wait a minute. That doesn't... God blesses us, I thought. No, we are, the Bible, there's lots of verses where we bless God. Just look up what the word bless means. It means expressions of gratitude. Oh, my soul blesses you. My heart looks to you. Oh God, I bless you. I express my gratitude towards you. Lifting hands. I did this for the young adults. Is not dope, lit, or sick. Oh wait, is, or it is. Oh yeah, it's, it's not dope, lit, or sick to a dying world, yet they'll worship Satan. When I have three teenagers at home, I know what these words mean now. Isn't it funny how language changes? Dope, lit, sick, bling, bling. What is, what is this stuff? It's talk normal. But the Old Testament blessing was about things. God would prosper. But in the New Testament, we get God. God is the blessing. We get God. I don't know why, but every time I read, I just, I just smile. When they went into the promised land, do you know there's a tribe that didn't get any land? They didn't get anything. Nope, sorry. Sorry, Levites. But then this verse, God said, I'm your inheritance. Man, I don't, I just get chills sometimes reading that. Like, pause, highlight, highlight again, put the date I read that. I'm your inheritance. And I can just picture some of the Levites. Oh, darn it. I wanted that house by the river. No sign language tonight? You won't be able, you won't be able to keep up. <laughs> I do think of that tonight. I gotta keep, keep slow. But young adults, remember that. There, the world is dying. What is influencing you? What is influencing you? I prayed about putting these up and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't know if not everyone might be, but let me show you the first picture. This is what young adults are exposed to. Sam Smith at the Grammys. Yay! Yay! Isn't that great? Yay! Whole, hands raised to Satan, not God. It's, it's on display now. What's the next one? Katy Perry. Pastor's daughter. American Idol. I actually couldn't put the other. They had way more satanic her cross on her midriff showing. And another one? Lil Nas X. So popular. The kids love it. Oh man, I love it. Be careful. You're allowing satanic things to come into your mind. That's why you struggle with depression, fear, and anxiety. That's why you can't overcome addiction. That's why you're having suicidal thoughts. Is you're giving the devil free reign in your heart and in your mind. I won't date myself, but when I was young. He wasn't coming out like this. They had to do something called backward masking. Remember? Let's play the Beatles back. Satan, Satan, Ozzy Osbourne back. But now it's just coming out. 
and they scream and worship it. I think we have one more. This one's chilling. Who's that? If you know, shame on you. Just kidding. Go ahead and say it. Taylor Swift. Recently, I will blow your mind. A pastor, friend of ours, wife posted on Facebook. She's excited to take her daughters to the Taylor Swift conference like six months ago. Like, have you, what, Lord help me. I don't want to be a legalistic, judgmental, but how, how is that okay? See, the further you are from God, the closer you are to this. That's what happens. That's what happens. Correct? We're not filled with the Spirit of God. We gravitate towards that. We've quenched and grieved the Spirit. And I don't know who's doing it, George Soros, somebody, but they're elevating her like there's no tomorrow. Don't be surprised if she starts telling kids who to vote for in a couple months. Millions. That's what's influencing. The more filled you are with the Spirit, the less you'll gravitate towards these things. And of course, how many of you guys saw the recent podcast with the guy who stars in Reacher? He's a Christian. Do you guys know that? He's a Christian. And um, he's, you know, he's got some good points, but he's like, I can be in movies like this. Well, you guys are judgmental. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Millions of girls lust at you. Millions of guys want to be you. Your Instagram pose, you're half nude. There's new, half partial nudity in Reacher. There's tons of cussing. I don't, I don't think a spirit-filled believer spending a couple hours with God on fire for God is going to go and do those parts. Are you sure 100,000 episodes not playing a little bit of a role? I, you know? So again, not doubting the faith, but doubting the fullness of the Spirit in his heart. Because when you surrender to Christ, you're bought by the blood of the Lamb, you're filled with the Spirit of God, you can't do those things. Denzel Washington, hello? <laughs> My goodness. So again, I don't say, oh, no, no, yeah, Christians can do those things. When I was his age, I would have did that, and I was a Christian. I would, yeah, I'm Christian. Leave me alone, you judgmental Jerry's. Christians can be in non-Christian movies. Yeah, that's some of this true. But you're not going to represent those types of things. And then he said, when I remember you on my bed, I meditate. I meditate, God, on you in the night watches. Whoa. So you have the morning watch and the night meditation. Let me tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help a lot of you if you follow this advice. Turn off. Turn off the media at night. Get a good book, Ian Bounds on Prayer, Spurgeon, the Bible, and, and read it an hour or so before you go to bed. Just meditate on it, pray, read it. Your dreams will be different. Then when you get up, what you're hungry for, the things of God. But it's hard, isn't it? Because our flesh... Sometimes I go on YouTube and they suggest a video, you know, eight traits of a serial killer. Oh my, it's kind of interesting. I, I want to. I want to. Right? I, I want to. And before I got too, you know, judgmental on that Reacher topic, a guy you might see on, on YouTube, Ruslan, we email sometimes. He, t- he goes, well, just watch it first before. I'm like, you can get hooked on that. You know, well, that's pretty cool. He's beating up bad guys. And you're like, what am I doing? Right? Because you're the, the pull of the flesh. It keeps pulling, and you've got to fight against that. You want better dreams. You don't want to wake up with fear and anxiety, struggle with depression. Be be careful with what you're feeding your mind at night. It's basically who you go to sleep with. That's who you wake up with. That's just the way we were designed. 
I think it just happened recently. I told my wife, I was watching something that popped up on YouTube, right? I've got to follow my own advice, actually. Right? Don't turn the TV on. It was like bear attacks, like grizzly bear attacks. Like right next to shark attacks, that's, that's what I don't like. And then I dreamt my daughter, there was a big bear coming to get Kylie. I'm like, you see how that works though? It's subconscious. It's not sub, your subconscious is not asleep. It's active. Whatever you meditate on, the thoughts you put in your mind at night, who you sleep with is who you wake up with in the morning. You wake up, if you're reading, let's say, E.M. Bounds on prayer, some of these quotes I just said, and as faith ceases to pray, it ceases to live, and, and early morning hours, and, and all these things are Spurgeon or the Word, and, and you're, you're, oh man, you're feeling, and you actually go to sleep a lot easier, believe it or not, because there's not that stimuli of electronics. I can get into blue light and all this stuff, and it's true. I can, if I ever need to stay up till 11, I'll just put TV on. But without that, be careful with what you're feeding your mind with. So we have this night watch as well. What we meditate on, what we fix our thoughts on is very, very important. Did you know that a lot of what you're struggling with, not everything, I'm not naive, but a lot of what you're struggling with is, listen, I've prayed with now thousands of people. I've been at events where I pray with 40, 50, 60 people in a line. So I hear all the same things often. All the same. There's not different prayer requests out there that are, well, I've never heard that one before. Correct? Aren't we? Don't we often have the same? Can you pray for me for my anxiety and my fear, my depression? And if you dig a little deep, you know, I'll be conservative. 75% of it, of them, are watching and reading things they shouldn't or hanging around people that aren't friends. They're fake friends. They're pulling them down. They're negative Nellies, right? Or they're constantly scaring them. And that's why I tell parents, be careful right now. Like what I tell you, I don't tell my kids at home, hey kids, sit down, let me tell you about the World Health Organization and, and, and Davos and George Soros and they're coming to get us. And I say, hey, it could get tough, but we're ready. Christ is our light. We're going to fight. God's on our side. What can man do to us? So, so you can program fear. You can program fear into your car, your kids. And it's hard for me. I deal with this. I know my brother does too. From my dad was very fearful of lawsuits and things. He was, and just fearful guy. And it, I could see how it could be passed down because you live in these, these things. And we did some crazy stuff. Crazy. If he's probably fearful of Kalosha. <laughs> but I remember we drill like, um, uh, even in Quartz Hill, uh, storm drains like 50 feet deep. And I'd just be looking over, I'd be in the cable, and the, the concrete thing wouldn't be sitting right. And so I'd just jump on that cable, down 50 feet. No har- All right, okay, let me up. Don't joke around, Chris, let me up. <laughs> Out of there. And then you're fearful. And walking, and, 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 and what, what the, you know, just, just all kinds of things that can attack you and hurt you as you get older. Parents want to teach your kids, but we have to be very careful not to instill fear over faith. You teach them about fear and you say, here's, what, here's how you handle it. But we have to be so careful in this area. And then he goes on to say, because, because Lord, you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. What does that mean? Well, often... The writers of the Bible, you know, they, they used words like we do. They would explain like an eagle's wings 
Or Jesus said, I wish I could gather you as a mother hen gathers her chicks and, and puts them underneath her wings. Those, the wings are always a sign of God's safety and shelter and protection. That's why you, you, you pray those prayers of her people, put a hedge around me. Right? Or the, the hedge of your protection. That's what it is. Put your wings around me and I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. I love that one. Though the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, though he falls, he will not be utterly cast down because the Lord pulls him up with his right hand and puts him back on solid ground. See, some of you need to stop beating yourself up to keep falling. I'm not giving you excuses of sin. Sin, please don't. But the enemy wants to keep you in shame and guilt and never get back up and fight again. Where God says, I'll pick you back up and put you back on the right ground and then walk straight and do not keep falling. Those who seek my life to destroy it, they shall go down in the lower parts of the earth. So I don't know what's going to happen with our nation, neither do you, but I do know this. I already know who wins. The battle's fixed. It's over. It's done. We just have to hold the ground. That might mean losing our lives. That might mean going through some difficult and challenging things. But what is that in the span of eternity? Those enemies of God will fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for the jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by God will glory. By the mouth of those who speak lies, they will be stopped. See, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I look at that as the word of God. Holy men of God were, were spoke as they were moved by the power of the Holy Spirit. New Testament talks about this is the word of God given to us to edify and encourage us as well. And although we might not see it right now, although my enemy might be prevailing and yours, and it might be months or years, I do know there will be justice and judgment at the end. So as a closing point, the wilderness prepares you for life. Don't discard the wilderness experience. Don't discard the wilderness experience. And when we talk about the title of the, of the message, the cure for spiritual drought, the cure for spiritual drought is what I said at the beginning. Seek God even when you don't feel like it. Listen, can I, can I just be, a, 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 a give you a, um, some more transparency here? I can't think, and I tried, of any time, have you ever been spiritually dry? Let's try this again. Balcony? <laughs> yes, many times. It's part of our fallen nature. Because as much as we want to pursue God with the Holy Spirit in us, there's also the Adamic nature, the, the, the nature of Adam, that although it's been crucified and, and done away with, it still lives and, and, and breathes <laughs> and pulls us back. And so there are seasons of dry spells. And I can't think of one time one time over the last 24 years where I've sought God in the barren wildernesses of my life and He did not come through. Never. Did it happen the next day? No. Sometimes there were weeks that went by. Some of you can attest to months that have went by. That wilderness is barren. But I've also known the longer the journey into the wilderness, the deeper the relationship with God. Isn't that true? When you start out, when you start out and you're not very thirsty, you ever walk through the desert and get thirsty? Oh, go, this is going to be a long ride back. And I got back I, and I just dropped my bike. 
I opened my truck drawer and I took that water. It was warm. It was sitting in my truck and I drank like a half gallon of water. But see, that's sometimes that desperation leads us to drink deeper. The deeper the pain, often the higher the relationship with God. Those who have been forgiven much, love much. It's a biblical principle. The more you seek Him, the more you find Him. And the more you find Him, the more you love Him. And that's what this church is about. If you could sum up this church, it's a church that's hell-bent on seeking God. We're gonna, we want to seek God. And you don't know how many people I've had, usually you see old-timers uh, who come and visit, but like, you guys do too much worship, right? Well, it's by design, hello. We don't, oh, we do too Oh, thanks for telling us. We'll change that immediately. It's by design. We've also seen tremendous breakthroughs, people being healing and restored and, and lives. And it's, but it's also, it's also painful. A living church <laughs> is a hospital. And I think Jaira, you read his article too, it's also a, a battle station as well. But re- just remember, the wilderness prepares you for life. And sometimes there's often bad news in the midst of good news. I think this wilderness experience, personally speaking, was, was building David's relationship with the Lord. Because remember, Absalom was pursuing him. And David talked to his commander, Joab, I believe it was. And he told the men, when Absalom comes, please deal softly with the man. Please, Joab, that's all I ask. Deal, deal, deal with my son. Softly. I want, I want to hold him again. I want to forgive him. I want to love my son. And the battle got heated. They called a runner. He's coming. They didn't have internet back then. So he brings the news. And, and what, what's Absalom? And David's like, and the man said, I don't know. Ask the other guy. And here comes another runner. How, 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 how's Absalom? He said, oh, would be to God that every enemy of the king is like that young man. Joab took three spears and, and he, his hair got caught in the thicket of the trees and they just speared him to death. David's son hung, I think, from the terabith tree. And you can feel the pain when you read it. David just, oh, Absalom, Absalom. My son, my son. Oh, Absalom, Absalom, my son. If it were just me and not you. Guys, life can be painful. It's challenging. And there's also consequences to our actions. David brought a lot of this on himself. So it might be a good opportunity. Uh, We're just going to do a few songs of closing worship if you want to come to the altar. We call it sometimes a call to fall. And even after that, there's some more psalms I could get into when he learned his son's death. All he could do was was write, write and praise God even in the midst of his pain. You have to look to God in the midst of your pain. So the altar is going to be open. Maybe some of you are walking that edge. Walking that edge. You, 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 you know and God knows. Nobody else knows. But let me also tell you that what we reap, we sow. People can only hide things for so long. And I don't say that, say that to scare anybody. I, it's actually a beautiful thing when repentance takes place. It's a beautiful thing when the sin is exposed and freedom follows and joy follows. Lord, I'm tired of, of looking at that. Everything from pornography to you name it. I'm tired of, of using that. 
I'm tired of this anger and this frustration and this failure in my life. I'm, I'm tired of, of not having any hope or destiny or purpose in my life. I'm tired of this dry and barren wilderness, Lord. It's causing me to drift from you. I, I feel more, I, I feel more gravitate, I'm gravitating more towards little Nas X and Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm gravitating towards that. You need to come back. You need to come back. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.